Welcome to Cannabis Health Radio, a podcast where we share stories from people around the world who are using cannabis as medicine. The information is meant to raise awareness about the health benefits of cannabis, which should not be taken as medical advice. Now, here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. And we welcome you to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Elland. Before we get to our guest today, I want to reach out to listeners to help support Cannabis Health Radio with a small one-time donation or a monthly donation of your choice, whichever you want. This can be done by visiting our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and we thank you in advance for your support. Now to our guest. Before she discovered the wonderful benefits of cannabis, our guest today had a number of health issues, including a body riddled with pain, sleep issues, and other issues which we'll get her to talk about. And joining us from Oklahoma to tell her story about cannabis is Dana Dobbinspeck. Dana, good of you to do this. Thanks very much. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Dana, I've referenced some of the health issues you were dealing with. Let's start with the pain you were experiencing. Tell us about that. I had a lot of pain in my hands and arms from my occupation in cosmetology. And I've just always worked very hard with my body. But it had gotten to a point where it was waking me up at night. I was sleeping very little. And during the day, it was difficult for me to hold things in my hands. It's very frustrating to someone who works so constantly with their hands. Were so you on, would, were, were you on any medication? No, no, I wasn't. I'm not a big proponent of pharmaceuticals just um, for myself. Mm-hmm. I certainly appreciate that they're out there and that we have so many choices. But I do try and, and stay with um, more natural And I found that that was very successful, although I realized that I was getting to a point where I was going to have to contact my doctor about doing something with my hands if I couldn't find a solution for myself. I've always been very involved with massage, and so I was working a lot with um, self-massage on my hands and arms. Did Did you you have arthritis, do you think? I think that at this point in time, it's safe to say that I have arthritis in my hands, and my knuckles and and so forth. And so I'm constantly working with that. And I make a pain cream now with the RSO. And that really helps to take the inflammation down. And you were also experiencing sleep issues. Oh, yes. (laughs) These little darlings would wake me up in the middle of the night constantly. And I did find that if I got into a hot tub, I could get some relief. So I spent a lot of time sleeping in the bathtub. (laughs) shriveling up to a prune (laughs) yeah well thank goodness i love the water and so it was a it was a good place for me to be but yes it would wake me up sometimes a little cold as the water would chill or my husband would come in to check on me to make sure i was okay but it was nothing for me to spend two and three hours in the tub so that i could get some sleep what kind of other health issues did you have besides that A lot of swelling, suffering in my back, and I've had kidney issues constantly since I was a kid. Um, I was real prone towards kidney infections. The um, my other numbers were showing really high. My blood pressure was extremely low. My um, thyroid was very, very low, and my cholesterols were not great. So, and they said that I was. 
total that I had, I don't know, really high inflammation numbers. So when I started learning about Rick Simpson and I do a um, cooking show, I wanted my partner and I wanted to be able to talk to people about cannabis and not feel so awkward about it when we were talking to our doctor. And um, so we decided to have a show that, you know, could open up these conversations and in doing so found the benefit for ourself and talking with my doctor openly about it and it's helped her too because the two of us have been able to navigate a conversation or a language that even though we've always been very comfortable with each other this was sharing something very personal it felt like with cannabis and especially since there is so much um there is so much still not used to it concern mm-hmm. about how everybody's going to feel about someone that would ask to be on medical cannabis isn't it interesting dana you can uh, you can talk openly about fentanyl or any other drug any other opioid but uh, and people are receptive to it but you talk about cannabis and all of a sudden people want to plug their ears don't they Yes, yes, they do. And to a certain degree, I understand, because we have lived so long under the, you know, it's illegal. And so in society, I think that, you know, we all try to to work towards higher good living with each other. And so you don't want to press something. But it's really a shame that there is something that is so natural and prolific everywhere for us. And it is so geared towards nourishing our bodies. It's a cannabinoid plant. We're cannabinoid beings. I was recently talking to some therapist in Tulsa that my husband was going to for neuropathy in his feet. Now, I have to tell you that my husband um, was not a proponent of cannabis at all until he saw the changes in me. And then he started thinking, well, maybe I could use a little more sleep. So he does take RSO at night now, which has helped him with his sleep and other issues. And it got him to the point where the neuropathy in his feet was driving him nuts. So he went to the professionals. And the conversation that we were having was they were saying that the nerve endings die in the feet and they need more nourishment. And so what they do is put shots into in between the toes Mm -hmm. and around the ankles twice a week. And that feeds the nerve endings. And eventually, if they're working on the other areas of their body being healthier, then the flow of blood will eventually get down to those areas and continue feeding them. So he was aware that uh, we both took RSO and started talking to us about it because he you know, evidently believed it. And I said, wouldn't it be something if we could just put the RSO directly into the feed because it is such nourishment for the cannabinoid plants? And he said, oh my gosh, yes, that would be perfect. But first we have to get through all the blocked ideas. And I think that's what we do have to get through and give people time to get used to it and to see the results for themselves, to see those of us that do have such a propensity of find stories of healthier living as a result of it just have to be patient and and share these stories and be so grateful to you and Corey for having outlets for us to learn from it and and a place to talk about it where we don't have to feel like some sort of a scabie so when did you start first using cannabis for your issues 
Well, I've used cannabis since my 40s. I'm now 63. And um, it was my doctor, actually, that encouraged me because I was a smoker of tobacco. And I went in to see him for an appointment. And he went to give me a hug. And he said, oh, my gosh, baby, you stink. Why did you smoke them? <laughs> I said, you know, Doc, I knew you were going to say that to me. And I said, I don't know. I just enjoy them. And he said, those things are going to kill you. Smoke more or smoke marijuana, baby. That'll heal you. And I said, well, Doc, you know, I, I do smoke cannabis. And he said, smoke more. Get rid of those spreads. So I did do that when I was 43, so 20 years ago. And then since then, I have been, you know, a, a cannabis, or smoked cannabis and learned more about it in the last three years when it became medically legal in our area. And um, I started cooking with cannabis just had a real intrigued me and the more I started working with the plant the more intrigued I felt by it it's almost as if it talks to you and I believe that this plant has a fingerprint purpose maybe not for all of us but I do believe it is a gateway plant into the recognition value of other plants as well and together I can't even imagine the poke salads and the natural lettuces that are pain relievers and cannabis and all of this stuff together. I do think it's opening the entire planet up to re-realized value that we have growing naturally for us. Dana, do you take the cannabis oil or do you just smoke? No, I start. I had a friend come in from Italy. He taught me how to make RSO. Mm -hmm. And I, the more I talked about it and used it on my cooking show and started hearing some of the conundrums that people had about it, I decided I better put my RSO where my mouth was. And so I started using it. And one of the reasons that I was also using it is because, to be quite frank, I had gone through a really tough three years and emotionally and physically, I was just a mess, as we discussed earlier. So um, I started using RSO with the cancer protocol back in January. Mm-hmm. And since time, it has completely altered my health mentally and physically. And I do believe, to me, those two things go so hand in hand that that just makes sense. That's something that would be well for, good for us physically is going to alter our emotional well-being as well. So I take can I very quickly got up to a full gram, and I take that every night, and I've lost seventy-three pounds. Wow! As a result, I have zero inflammation in my body. My hands, if I work too hard with my hands and I don't give them the loving attention that they need. Mm-hmm. Then I have to pay more attention, but they do not hurt. They do not swell, and my knuckles don't get to the exaggerated state that they used to be. My feet don't hurt me constantly, and I um, I did pedicures for forty years. I was I would consider myself the Will Rogers of pedicures, if you will. I just never met a fit a set of <laughs> that I didn't love. <laughs> I am so. Um, I am so tender towards the plight of our feet. We are so horrible to our feet. And so 
Um, I, the fact that my feet are not in constant pain is a real sign of loving to me, of self-loving. So I now make a, as I said earlier, a pain cream. I use Rick Simpson oil in my makeups. If I have um, a cut on my hand, I've even added it to my triple antibiotic oil and applied that. And this lotion heals the Rick Simpson oil is so healing to our epidermis. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing to watch it on the outside. And we know that what we're taking on the outside has to be a vision of what can happen on the inside. So I've seen people that have seen the results in me start to imply it in their own existence. And it's been wonderful to see the results. Most people don't like the psychotropic effects, and I understand that. And I know that eventually we'll come up with some sort of um, solution to all of that. But one of the main solutions is we have to get over our criticisms of it and welcome it into our body. And I find that when I introduce Rick Simpson or anything into myself with the same courtesy that I would introduce it to you in, mm-hmm. the re- of that is much more positive we have a tendency to not do that for ourselves we have a tendency to just offer you a glass of water but shove a bottle of water down our throats without even asking or questioning did you want this would you like to have a glass of water dana so i have started to consciously introduce things to myself in those ways and it's brought a lot of attention from people around me. So one of the one of the specific ones is um, a young girl who has Crohn's disease. And when she takes the Rick Simpson, she's not crazy about the psychotropic, but the next day she doesn't hurt all day long. Yeah. She's not appreciating pain. So I know that the healing of the epidermis goes on inside as well. It's just a it's an it's a very personal experience, but it's one of the most phenomenal ones I've ever had. And I've lost a lot of weight in my life, had eating disorders, so forth and so on. What I have found with Rick Simpson is that my chemistry is balanced. So now I understand why when I first heard about cannabis oil, it had to do with people using it for PTSD and overcoming all kinds of isms and so forth, which I thought was a little bit woo-woo-ish. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that way anymore. You know, I know you- that this, this medicine invited into your being has the potential to create higher living standards within and without. Yeah, it'll create homeostasis in your system. Oh, very good, yes. Dana, one of the things I was uh, I was surprised at is your seventy three pound weight loss. You went from I guess size twenty six to a size six. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean that is quite remarkable. Isn't that something? Yeah. I, I mean, the only other time I have lost weight like that was going on something really dramatic, like years ago when I was sixteen and I did the Stillman diet, mm-hmm. which was all meat or you eat all vegetables or all protein, and. Um, I have, I have fought the, you know, the battle of weight and so forth. And most people never knew that I was the size that I was because I am so 
my body has always been very athletic and it's strong and I hold weight well. So <clears throat> the first time I lost a lot of weight, um, it was with the implementation of using the politeness and so forth to myself. This last time, and I got really sick and needed a colon resection. <laughs> this time, it has been because I've been loving myself and healing myself with introducing cannabis oil mm -hmm. into my body as a nutrient, not as a medicine, but as a welcome compadre within me. And I don't have the theming for emotional eating that I would have had. And if you had known the emotional things, you would think, my gosh, this woman should have 73 pounds added on to her weight if that's her propensity. And instead, it has come off. And it's because I invited cannabis oil into my, into my body with the understanding that it has the potential to create higher good within me. And by allowing that, I recognized that cannabis was feeding me and my body isn't going into starvation mode where it holds on to the weight mm -hmm. and it takes it forever to lose. And losing that much weight at this age is creating the loose skin and all that sort of thing. But by me um, adhering to the needs and recognizing some of that and because of my curiosity with lotions and potions and herbs and, and cannabis, I've been able to, you know, use that as a massaging, if you will, and the skin is tightening. So it's really quite exciting. Awesome. Dana, could you share with listeners your, your story about visiting uh, and getting your hair done? Oh, gosh, yes. I'd love to share that story. So I just recently went to get my hair cut. And um, this woman has known me for a long time, as I said, I was in the industry. And she was a little hurt and said, why didn't you tell me you were going to get your hair highlighted? So what do you mean? She said, you highlighted your hair. Did you do it? I said, no, I didn't highlight my hair. I haven't highlighted my hair at all. But I've been getting a lot of comments about my hair of people thinking I'm highlighting my hair because the gray is going back blonde. And the reason I think that is, is the same thing that's happening with all of my inner organs. They're cleansing. My doctor is like, my gosh, it's like you're going backwards in age. You are de-aging. I said, no, it's just my energy level is so high. Um, I decorate for Christmas and other homes. And it's, um, it's a lot of work. It usually takes me several days and a lot of climbing up and down and that sort of thing. And I'm carrying totes and so forth. I was wondering what it would be like after last year. And this year, I feel like a 30-year-old out there decorating. And it feels, it just feels like I have such joy and, and peace and comfort within my body. And when anything goes on with it, I'm just becoming more and more aware of it. And it's because I'm not battling it. I've become friends. And I do believe that cannabis has been the leading element of that for me. Dana, so, do, do you just take oil at night or do you use cannabis during the day as well? I smoke more than I ingest. If I decide to ingest, I mean, really, I just kind of go with whatever 
the moment calls for. And I do find that I'm actually smoking a lot less than I used to. So I would say that I'm ingesting more. I don't really take it during the day that much. I don't have a need to. But at night, I find that it's very helpful. And it, I'm, real, I'm a pretty hyper person, have always had a real high energy. And a little, some people would say ADD or whatever. And I just find that, well, as a matter of fact, I also have narcolepsy. And um, one of the things that brought me to Oklahoma was going to work for my mom, who was a private investigator, and I did all of her undercover work. Well, that meant I traveled a lot. And when I would get in the car, I was falling asleep. So I'm supposed to be taking Ritalin for the rest of my life, and I don't. Now, if I am going to drive, I find that if I take a drop, if I'm going a distance, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I don't have to take. I don't have to take anything to stay awake. Stay awake. Dana, are there, um, like when you make your oil, are there particular strains that you gravitate towards that seem to work best for you? Well, I, I do like the indicas and so forth, but I find that the combination of all of it is, is, is better. So I do mix my strains and I'm, and I don't use just flour. I use the full plant. Yeah. Whole plant. Yeah. Right. Now, even I make a lot of water and stuff out of the stems. Have you done any of that? Or no, that- I don't have time. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the person that I was telling you that doesn't like the psychotropics with the Crohn's disease, I I have found, and they have found that taking their stems and creating a tea using steeping them in water is just phenomenally calming to them. So I take my stems. And um, pour the steeping of that off into a bathtub, and it makes for an incredible bath. Very, very relaxing. And it softens the water. This whole plant is so valuable. There's not one part of it that you couldn't find use for it. I love to go out and get a fresh couple of leaves off my plants and put them in my eggs. Have you guys cooked with the fresh plant? No. Oh, you are just really missing out. (laughs) It's a wonderful, wonderful spice. I cook with it all the time. I even make my dad's seasoning salt out of the um, leftover grounds from my RSO making. Does he know what he's getting? Actually, it doesn't have – I think that most of it has been removed. Yeah. And it's more like a – so – and it was his recipe, and um, he's gone now. The interesting thing, Dana, is that uh, you've only been uh, taking the oil for the last 10 months, correct? Yes. Yes. And you've had all these remarkable changes in your physiology over this 10 months. Exactly. And losing 73 pounds, I mean, that is, you know, you've lost over seven pounds a month. That's astounding. Yeah. Right? And at this age, at 63. It's not because I don't eat what I want to either. My eating has altered naturally. When I started this, I'd even said to self, self, if I put something in my body that is not congruent with what you need, you have my permission to release it. And so when I first started taking and as I was learning with Rick Simpson oil, there were some things that I would eat, particularly sugar, and it just nauseated me. And I, yes. And so I don't. I don't eat sugar, and I think that I don't have 
the yeast colony that I probably used to have. I just cannot say enough about how nourishing this plant is and how even with my husband, he has been a type 2 diabetes for 40 years. Mm-hmm. So he was on three insulin shots. He's now off of an insulin shot. He's off of a blood pressure medicine. And he's off of one of the neuropathy medicines. That's huge for him. Yeah. So, yeah, Dana, you know what? It reminds me of a book I was reading uh, by Dawson Church. It's called Mind Over Matter. And I think what you have done is you've tapped into that. You've tapped into your mind to change your physiology with the, with the assistance of cannabis oil. And yeah, I, and I actually used that premise to introduce, and that's why I think it's working. Yeah, yeah. you're talking to yourself in a very healthy way. Mm-hmm. As opposed, to, as opposed to um, a lot of people who always have these constant, we all do, these constant negative thoughts, I suspect that you're, you're a little different because you have positive thoughts. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't different. I was driving to market and listening to Delilah in the middle of the night. And she was talking about loving on your body and doing all this. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Probably what a lot of people are thinking hearing me say this now, how do you have that kind of time? It doesn't take a lot of time to be considerate of ourselves and to use politeness in our thoughts Mm -hmm. towards ourselves. And I learned the difference of what that creates and manifests in our life Because I was such a jerk to myself. I was horribly rude. I would say things to myself I would never say to either one of you. Like one time I was doing a pedicure. I had a glass of wine of my clients sitting there, and I went to pass between it. Now, this was when I first started recognizing this. So I was over 400 pounds at that time. And as I passed between my client and the table that had her glass of wine, I said, let me see if I can get my ass past this table without knocking this glass of water off. And my client looked at me and I looked at her and I said, I just heard myself say that. She said, well, I'm sure glad you did because if I'd have said something like that, you'd have been all over me, but you do that to yourself all the time. And I said, I do. I'm going to stop that. Mm. And so I started the process of when I would hear myself saying something negative, when I would discern in the negative, I did turn it around because really all situations can be awkward and full of manure in them. But all situations also have a lot of love in them. And I just find that when I concentrate on that, then I see the light in something a lot faster and it helps me to get through it. And in this particular case with my body, I didn't want to be on the planet anymore. I was so tired of being in pain and felt so frustrated with getting to this age and it was like i'm not enjoying this anymore i just i don't like this so obviously mentally and physically i was a mess you were done i was done and then i decided as i said to put my cannabis where my mouth was and i wanted to see what people we're going through because I was reading about how much it was being used in cancer. And I was astounded at how many different actions and reactions there were. And just the whole curiosity, like in Israel, um, this is like their main medicine. 
they have discovered so many more crystals than what we know of. If we could talk about this in a conversation where we didn't worry about someone thinking of us as a little off track, if we could get past all of those fears, can you imagine the networking of information that we could share? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, to- when you, when you said referred to crystals, Dane, are you talking about cannabinoids? Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. Just for clarification for listeners. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yes. We only know of a few. What we know about CBD and THC is nothing. There was a man that came through my husband's office and he told me he was a pharmaceutical rep and I decided that meant that I was supposed to talk to him. And so we started conversing and I asked him how he felt um, cannabis was implying itself into his occupation. And he said, oh, whatever, I don't care. I'm just so glad to see it here finally. I think that there is a need for pharmaceutical and I know there is a need for cannabis. I said, so you've had experience. I said, yeah, I was in Colorado and did a CBD water with Cheech and Chong. They backed it. And he said, our mistake was going CBD. It's you, you take this plant and you separate it. That means you're separating what its strengths are. Mm-hmm. And he, he asked me, he said, did you know an interesting fact that Ford's first car was cannabis and then there were cars that followed and then the second can of the second car was i think he said 90 percent um hemp yeah so guess why this plant became illegal <laughs> there's so much history behind it there's so much that we really need to go and study and learn and thank goodness we have googling to do that with and we have all sorts of resources available. And we have people such as yourselves that are creating these platforms for us. I think we're going to get this word out. Dana, there's one thing I want to uh, ask you before we go, and uh, it's about toenail fungus and how you get rid of toenail fungus. <laughs> Isn't that huge? Oh. So I love the feet. That is a nemesis to the feet, and it's caused by trap water. I um, found myself with a couple of toe issues from a damaged toe, and I had a fungus under it, and so I put the Brick Simpson in it. In what? Underneath my toenail. Okay. And I wore it for about a month. I mean, I would just every two weeks or so put some more in there. I don't have a fungus. Straight straight oil or a cream with it in? Straight oil. I use Great oil. It's antifungal. Yes. Funguses are one of the nemesis to all of us. And it's so indicative of something that's going on within also. So our cat came up with ringworm. And the vet wanted us to give her two pills a day. He's like, well, honey, I'm not doing that. Are you? And he's like, "Uh, no, I'm not. Well, I'd been using my lotion on her. And it was helping her. But, you know, ringworm is really difficult to get rid of. Mm. So I remembered what a sailor friend had told me about take his toe fungus. He would take the medicine from the doctor and just put it directly onto his toe with some Vicks Vapor Rub. Because right. it's so hard on our body to intake something that gets rid of fungus. 
and particularly when it's down in our toenails. So I took my cream and I added the capsule that the doctor wanted us to give to the cat. Three days later, her ringworm was gone and her hair was growing back. Well, Impressive. Well, I, I got to tell you, that's what I need. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have that issue? Well, one of the things well, the that... the ringworm's awful. You should see the ringworm on him. No. It's <laughs> <laughs> really bad, Dana. Oh, can you see him moving in that little circle? Yeah, you know one of the uh, one of the things that I experienced uh, about a year and a half ago is I had this terrible fungal infection all over my body, and um, it got to the point where it broke out in my face. And my wife says you have to go to emergency, so I went to emergency and they gave me this this cream and a couple of pills, and it started to go away. But one area of my body where it still remains is toenails. And I, I'm really struggling with trying to get rid of it. And, well, there uh, are some, you know, we, cannabis is such a great partner to all the things that we know. And so if you, um, if you were to take Vicks VaporRub, mm-hmm. some grapefruit oil, and I find that um, taking that, if you'll peel a, a grapefruit and squeeze that oil down into your lotion and put some RSO in that and some baking soda, make a little paste and put that around your toes and stay diligent with it. Bet you anything, you'll see a difference. I'd love to know what the results of that would, yeah. are for you. And you know, I would give it a good two months. Okay. Good. I'm going to try that. Really and if you have any thickness that has occurred since then, it will also help to reduce that. I don't know if you've ever had pedicures before. They are gender friendly. It doesn't mean anything to go in. They're not going to paint your toenails unless you want them to. So go in and get a pedicure with someone who really specializes in pedicures. You, if you called a local supply house, mm-hmm. they would be able to tell you who specializes, and that's all they do. And go let them give some TLC to that. Tell them what you're doing, and they will love you for sharing that information with them because people have a lot of issues with toe fungus. God, I wouldn't show anyone my toes. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> you know what? That's how they stay a secret. you yeah. got to tell people about this because other people deal with this, and if you tell them, they're going to love you a little bit more. Yeah, great, Dana. It's uh, you have a remarkable story, and I'm I'm so pleased that uh, your health has improved and you're de aging. Isn't that wonderful? Which is absolutely <laughs> wonderful. What advice would you have for folks uh, about the use of cannabis? Get to know it yourself. Get your hands in it. Get a plant. Grow a plant, and really spend time nurturing it. And recognizing how you're nurturing that plant is a great way of turning that nurturing inwardly towards yourself. Invite this plant and Mother Nature into your into yourself because we are of you know, we are of whatever your belief system is. We mm-hmm. know that we come from something that needs to be fed and nurtured. And what we feel on the outside, we also feel on the inside and vice versa. So just get to know these plants, introduce it into your life, 
and learn how to be more loving to yourself with it. Don't take somebody else's story as a defined going to happen to you story. Everybody has their own journey That's right. to determine what, what their intake should be. And it may be a combination of different things. But the more you learn about it, the more you'll want to learn, and the more loving you will be within yourself, and people will notice it outside of yourself. It's a good way to be. It's very. I do want to say, too, particularly right now during COVID, it, I know that this is really, with the cleansing of the organs, it helped kept me free and clear of any of that. Mm-hmm. So the healthier you are, the healthier your body will be. Dana, it's an inspirational story, and it's uh, fantastic to meet you and to hear what you've gone through and your success with cannabis. It's wonderful. We want to thank you very much. Thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate you both listening. Thank you, Dana, so much. Thank you, Corey, and thank you for everything that you do, honey. I think it's astounding. Uh, thank you very much. Take Make good care. You too. Thank Alrighty. you. Both. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. As many of you are aware, we rely on listeners for support at Cannabis Health Radio. We don't have any advertising. And if you'd like to support us, there are a couple of ways you can do that. Uh, Either a one-time donation for as little as $5 a month or a monthly donation. Just go to our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and a pop-up window will guide you through the process. And with that, we'll be back next week with another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. How do cannabis CEOs balance growth and optimization strategies? What is THCO, Delta 10, and CBNA, and why should you care about these minor cannabinoids? And why is an endocannabinoid system covered in medical school? Most people think they're up to date in trends in the cannabis industry, but they're about six weeks behind. Learn about what is truly next in the cannabis space by joining myself, Brian Fields, and Kellen Finney every week on the Dime Podcast and, of course, on PodConnects.